Hey guys, welcome to Because I Said So, the podcast where we discuss age and how it affects how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive others, and the conversations that we have because of it. Thank you for listening, and please leave a review to support the podcast. Thank you. We have a very special guest today. Her name is Anna Lee. Anna Lee, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. My name is Anna Lee. I'm a rising junior and I go to Franklin High School right now. Um, I'm a runner. I have a business um, called Black Swan Creatives. And yeah, that's a little bit about me. Yeah. And so, first, can you kind of tell us just like a little outline of your business? We'll get into more of kind of like what it is in depth, but just give us a little bit of like a TLDR. Yes. So I started this business in 2017. Um, I was in seventh grade and it was the spring and I had the opportunity to join my grandparents who were doing um, a little festival in Franklin. Um, And they were selling like jams and jellies and barbecue sauce. And they asked me if I wanted to come and like sell some art. So, um, I did. I started with selling some thank you cards and birthday cards and just little cards. And so that was 2017. And as the years have gone on, I started having more opportunities to do different kinds of commissions. I've been doing a lot of um, family commissions and those are just like portraits, which the kind of unique thing about those is they don't have facial expressions. So one that makes them timeless. And it also helps me as an artist um, kind of avoid some complications when painting <laughs> expressions. Um, now I also paint people's houses and pets. So it's a super good time. Yeah, that is, it's so interesting. There's so much to get into there. But first, when did you start doing art? Like, was that intrinsic to you? Was it something that you always did? For sure. Yeah. So I really remember first starting art when I was um, five is when I really remember actually doing things, but pretty much as long as I could hold and use a crayon, um, I've been creating things. Yeah. And then when did that kind of begin to evolve for you? I mean, you started it, your business so young, like seventh grade is so incredibly young, but how did that evolve in that time period? And what did art kind of like end up meaning to you? Yeah. So um, for a long time, I was homeschooled. And so with that, I had a lot of opportunities to be more artistic with my schoolwork. Um, My mom was my teacher. And so a lot of our projects, I got to use art and was continuing to like build my skills. Um, A big part of that, too, was a lot of the children's books I read. I was really inspired by the illustrations in there, um, which I still am today. And so I just kind of learned from those things and was kind of building I guess my little toolbox and to get me to where I am right now. Yeah, I think that's so interesting. Can you talk a little bit more about homeschool and kind of how that helped you develop your art? Because I think that's so interesting because a lot of schools are very, obviously very rigid about like, this is the assignment. It's very, it takes away a lot of creativity and schools get a lot of pushback for that. And so can you talk a little bit more about that experience? Yeah, it was, it was really great. So I was homeschooled until I was in third grade. Um, so really the earliest years of schooling for me, um, I had a lot of freedom. I did it with my, um, three other siblings and we, my mom was really into reading us stories and that's how we learned history and things like that. I remember really vividly, we were studying, um, 
we were reading the Chronicles of Narnia and I had this journal where I would just, we would listen to the audiobook and I would just draw out whatever I was hearing. And I was always encouraged to do that because I don't know, to this day, that kind of stuff helps me remember. Um, so it's, it's been, art has been really key in my like learning process. Um, and yeah, just continued to like build off of that, see what I could do. Um, I just, I drew a lot in my free time. Um, I was really into learning about little different types of illustrations and I had a really big imagination. And so I remember when I was like 10, I would um, play with my neighbors and we would pretend that we were like elves from Lord of the Rings mm -hmm. and I would go and I would just like draw out our settings and all that when we would just play. Um, so yeah, it, it pretty much fit into every facet of what I was doing back then. Yeah, I think I think that's so interesting. And hearing you kind of be able to develop that, especially in your formative, like educational years, I think is really, really cool. Um, and so obviously, like you kind of told us around when you started this, but I, I want to know how that went from maybe just selling that um, with your grandparents at that one event to like emerging into like a whole business. Like, so can you take us through that process a little bit? Yeah, so um, my, my, family's really involved in our church. And, um, with that, I've been able to build a lot of relationships, which has been really fun. And so, um, when I first started, I was really doing a lot of, I feel like I was getting a lot of like sympathy orders, you know, people wanted to support me cause I was just a kid and stuff. Um, which I think that's fabulous. And I think if you know someone doing that, I think you should do it more out of just like wanting to support small businesses, because that's something that's really important to me. Um, and also sometimes that's what it takes to like help people feel inspired and like get them off the ground. So I think that's great. Um, but I started, social media was really important to me. I started an Instagram account and was just like slowly posting and growing. And I had wonderful friends that would like support me and like promote me, which was super cool. And, um, just learning from other artists was also really amazing. Um, so yeah, with through school and everything, I remember, um, teachers ordering from me, friends. Um, I've gotten to do, I've gotten to work with some realtors, which has been huge, um, wow. in terms of like networking. Um, so yeah, I think it's just kind of happened like slowly but surely. I haven't even really noticed it. Um, but yeah, just the networking piece is huge. And then just, just letting it kind of happen. Um, something that's been, I found a lot of like peace in my business in terms of like, that's one of the few things in my life that I really handle by myself. Um, you know, like I don't have a coach. I don't have a lot of people speaking into it. I've just had a lot of freedom in that. And so it's been really good to help me mature. Um, cause I've just been kind of figuring out what works and what doesn't and just letting things kind of happen and just taking it as, as it is. And it's been really, really fun. Yeah, what you said last there really resonates with me too, because I feel like there's so many, I mean, we're still young, we're still high schoolers. So a lot of our lives and being runners too is like micromanaged where a lot of like, there's just a lot of interference, which is not a bad thing. Like collaboration is great, but I think that having something that's kind of yours and that's a passion and that you're figuring out as you go along, I think is is so cool. And kind of um, when you're when you're talking about like building this and everything like that, was was the business like was potentially selling your art like in your mind like as like a business before that kind of first conception um with selling the pieces and like the cards or was it something that more like after that you were like I could really turn this into something bigger 
Yeah, I think, I think a little bit of both. Um, I think at first I was kind of just like really immature in that I, I wasn't really thinking about it. I was more just like, okay, sure. Like if I can make 50 bucks, like that's amazing. I think that's great. Um, and on the other hand, like for a long time, and my parents have said this to all of my siblings, like my sister, she just started a little clay earring business, Mm -hmm. which is super great. Um, they're always like encouraging us to like, if, you know, if we want to do something like go get it, like what's, what's stopping you, you know, it's like, no, you can do it. You can, you really can. And so just kind of learning to be like, I can, I can do this if I want to, um, you know? So yeah, I think, I think the answer to that question is both. It's, I didn't have that original intention, but then I started to realize like, you know, I really could go somewhere with this if I am willing to put in the work. Yeah. And that, that leads perfectly into what I was going to ask you next, which is, did you ever doubt your talent? Did you have any inhibitions about doing this? Did you think you'd get customers like all of that? Cause I think that that can be a really scary endeavor to just, it's a vulnerable thing to be like, Hey, this is something that I make and I'm going to put it out there into the world. Yeah. So I think that initially I didn't really. Um, and I think that's part of the beautiful thing about starting something when you're younger is I was Mm -hmm. really naive and I was more just, it was just pure joy and excitement. Um, and I think that that was part of how I was able to keep doing it and how I've been able to kind of scale this thing a little bit. Um, because now I sometimes do like the more that I've learned and the more I see other artists, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't know how anybody does that. Like, how, how am I going to do that? Um, like for example, my last semester of school this year was really tough for me and I had a lot of things on my plate. And so one of the things that I could control was my business. And so I had to just say, you know what, I can't take any more commissions until at least June. And that was really hard for me to, to realize that like, I, I couldn't do something. Um, And I hadn't really had anything like that, that I was like, I really just, I can't take anything else. That was kind of the first time. Um, And so it's been, I have been fearful since like reopening my shop um, in June that like, you know, I was like, oh, why aren't people like swarming in? Like, why aren't there more commissions coming in right now? Um, And so I'm having to learn just, just like trust the process, trust the timing, um, trust God that things will kind of work out whenever. Cause it's not like, like I'm in a really fortunate position where I'm, I'm 16 years old. I don't need this to pay bills or anything. I'm doing this purely to save money for college and whatnot. And because I love it. Um, but even still with that, I'm still like, Oh, just kind of, yeah, it ha- I have been a little bit fearful in this time. Yeah. I think that that's, it's totally normal, but I do really respect what you were saying. Cause I've talked a lot about, and even in this podcast about, overworking myself and about feeling like I constantly have to keep up with everything. And it's just so difficult when you are the one kind of putting these like expectations on yourself. Cause I think that that's what it is. A lot of times, a lot of time it's, it feels external, but it is internal. You're the one that's like, I have to keep pushing through. I have to, cause to me, I, I, when I hear you say that, that's totally understandable, but I'm sure for you, like you said, that was like a big decision. You're like, Oh gosh, like I, this is not in my control and it's supposed to be in my control and all of that. Um, And so also I was wondering kind of like, what's the effect that you feel like overall so far that this business has had on you? I mean, you talked a little bit about that, but also on your community, because I know that you've talked about how it kind of a lot of, you got a lot of encouragement in church and also like within your school. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I feel like on the community part, I kind of, while this is a business, I kind of feel like it's 
for me, it feels almost like, like service in a way. Cause like I am, while I am providing like a tangible product, this is a product I'm giving you this painting, you know, I'm also like kind of providing a service a little bit. Um, and that's one thing that I feel is really special is that like a lot of people will come to me for paintings of family members that have recently passed or, um, pets that they've just lost. And so I, I take that very seriously and it's very special to me and, um, a big motivator for me to get the picture right or whatever. I want it to look just like they wanted it to, um, because it's really special to them when they are coming to me. And like, I feel like that's a big responsibility, um, that I have as an artist. Like I want to capture this as best they can so that they can remember that thing that they loved. Um, so yeah, I feel like in terms of how I, like kind of approach the, my community. Um, that's something for sure. And then, um, yeah, I know a lot of people maybe might not know much about art because I don't know, it's sometimes people look at art and it's like, oh, that's just for the super like artistic or nerdy people. And it's like, no art's for everyone. And I, I feel like it's my, my job to, to show people that art can be for everyone. Like you can be an athlete and an artist. You can, you can, you know, art, it really is for everyone. And, um, I want to show people that and just, I hope, I don't really know what my effect is on my community, but I hope that, um, that my art is bringing people joy. I hope that I'm helping connect people, um, through the giving of gifts. I hope that I can just be an encouragement on the things that I'm posting. Um, and I also want to inspire a new generation of artists who can look at me and see what I did when I was in seventh grade and realized that like, Hey, like if she did it, we can do it too. Like just because we're young doesn't mean that we, we can't, you know? So, yeah. yeah. No, I think, I think from an outside perspective, you definitely have a very positive and a very joy bringing and love bringing effect on your community. But I also think that it's really cool with what you were saying about kind of, you know, forming a lot of those intersections that I think people don't always see, um, like, especially between athlete and artist. And I, I saw, um, I remember seeing your, piece get reposted by like the Bowerman like team and I was like that is so cool um oh (laughs) yeah and I just it's like that that that's so cool and one of my favorite runners Alexi Pappas and she she really does a good job of that and I think that that I just think it's really really beautiful to see you kind of bridging that gap and we'll circle back around to um the art a little bit but you did touch on how you know it, it has kept you grounded but also how like school and just having the stress from school and just being so busy, um, you know, and realizing how that maybe inhibits your time um, and things like that. And so I kind of want to talk about COVID and switching schools and all of that, because that is something that you and I have talked about, but I think it's also played a big role in your life. So can you give us a little rundown of your high school experience and how that's maybe different than some people's? Yeah, so... Yeah, as I said, um, I'm a rising junior, and I started my high school career at Page High School, um, which is the school that I'm currently zoned for. Um, my siblings, or two of my siblings are going through there, and another one of my siblings is going to actually follow me to Franklin, which is where I'm at right now. Um, so I was, I started my freshman year at Page, and I was there until the shutdown in March. And um, as I said, I transitioned to Franklin. And so it's been a pretty rough, bumpy last two years as for myself and I'm sure for everyone else with the pandemic. Um, but with the school change, especially during the pandemic, it, it's been, it's been pretty difficult. 
Yeah, no. And so why, why did you change? Like, what was kind of the impetus for all of that? I mean, especially with the timing, do you feel like you would have changed if maybe we hadn't gone out of school because of the pandemic? Um, or did that really push you forward? And then, yeah, just kind of what were your reasons looming in your mind? Yeah. So um, I actually started the school kind of switching transition um, in the fall. So I switched schools to join Franklin for the International Baccalaureate Program, which for some people who might not know what that is, it's basically a level above AP, um, but it's different in that it's, it's a very interactive learning environment and it kind of learns, it takes the topics that you would learn in the other classes and kind of shifts them to where that you're looking at them from a more international perspective. Um, so it's just learning things a little bit differently. But I began looking for schools um, in the fall of my freshman year because I was having a lot of um, difficulties with my running program at Page. Um, there was, it was, there was a lot going on at page, um, that was, didn't have anything to do with me. Um, but we were just, we just began to feel like maybe this isn't where I need to be, um, long-term in terms of being able to get the most out of myself and, um, get the farthest. And so we started looking for schools that were open enrollment. And, um, I believe there was only two schools in my county, both of which were completely um, not options for me in terms of where I live. And so Franklin wasn't open enrollment. However, we did kind of stumble across the IB program as a way to go there, which was actually something that I wanted to do um, before I left middle school, but it never ended up happening for one reason or another. And so, yeah, we just we started exploring that. And the more I read, the more I learned, that sounded like something that I would really, really enjoy. Um, and so, yeah, we started just trying to think like, if I, if athletics weren't involved at all, and I was just going there for school, which has what it's ended up being, um, would I, would I be happy at Franklin? Would I be able to be successful? And the answer ended up being yes. And so, um, I applied and, Thankfully, I got in. And so, yeah, I started my sophomore year at Franklin High School. Yeah, I think that, that that's definitely a tumultuous story. And it's something, I mean, also the, <laughs> the end there really quick that you touched on that I thought is applicable right now, because that's a conversation that I'm having when thinking about college is like thinking about a school that you would not just want to be an athlete at, but that you want to be a student at. Student comes first and the student athlete little um, yeah. phrasing there. But I think, I think that that's really, really interesting. I think it takes a lot of maturity also to realize that it's okay for a situation to not work. Like it's okay to yeah. not really fit at like that environment. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with that. It just means that it's not right for you, you know, and that the puzzle pieces don't click there. And I think that that's really, really interesting. But also it's, again, takes a lot of guts to do that one, but also being switching schools in the middle of a pandemic. So can you talk a little bit about how that changed things a little bit? And then also like perceived obstacles versus like what really was kind of difficult, but also, I mean, I'm sure that there were a lot of great things too. Yeah. So clearly as I started down this road, I had no idea what we were going to encounter. Um, I don't think anybody knew there was about to be a pandemic. And so that definitely kind of threw a wrench in there, but um, I think we've gotten over that so far, but anyway, 
Yeah, so switching dur- during the pandemic was probably one of the harder things that I have ever done in my life. Um, because you might, I mean, you're probably looking at this and be like, come on, Annalee, why, why did you think that was so hard? Like everyone was dealing with that, but I, I wasn't expecting this at all. Like, um, and I'm sure that anybody out there that's listening and was also a new student during a pandemic would hopefully agree with this statement, but trying to make friends with a pandemic going on and just, um, I don't know why this played such a big role, but like, I feel like the mask mandate, which I'm not saying that I was on either side of that, but um, just the fact that people weren't, I couldn't see people smile. They couldn't see my smile. They didn't know if I was friendly or not. They didn't know if I wanted to talk to them. I didn't know if they wanted to talk to me. Just, it just kind of put some like a big relational block there. And so I feel like that took a really hard time to, to overcome. And, um, and I think definitely by the end of the school year, um, I started to have to start building a lot of really great relationships, um, which has been really, really great. Um, But the first semester was tough. Um, There was a lot of loneliness and a lot of tears and just trying to be like, is this really the place I want to be? Like the first off, the culture of the school that I switched to was very different than the one I was coming from. Um, And so I think even without a pandemic, that was going to be a difficult adjustment. Um, But I feel like it was made that much more difficult. And so, yeah, that was just, it was, it was definitely a tough thing. Um, A big obstacle for sure. Um, Yeah. Some of the things that I thought were going to be problems ended up not being a problem. Um, Thankfully, I actually had one of my best friends who was already going to Franklin. Um, So I wasn't, I wasn't starting off with zero connections at the school, which was a huge blessing. Um, which I think would have been way harder had I known no one. Um, so that was, yeah, that was big. But aside from that, it was, it was, it was really challenging. Yeah. I think that that is something that I had not thought about at all was, I mean, obviously masks were so necessary and still are if you're not vaccinated. Hmm. But, um, I think I hadn't thought about that because it's like, even though I think that maybe you like peripherally realize that if I, I hadn't thought about that at the scope of being a new student at a new school and just like not knowing these people, not really knowing how to read them yet. Cause these aren't people that you're yeah. used to. And it's like, that is, it's so difficult. Cause that's, we communicate through expressions. You can't, you can't really read somebody's yeah. eyes. So that that's so, I just think that that's so crazy. And I know for me, like middle school, like seventh and eighth grade, I switched schools between sixth and seventh grade. And that was seventh mm-hmm. and eighth grade were the hardest two years of my life. And I cannot imagine doing that in the middle of a pandemic like that I is is crazy and I'm really proud of you and the way that you've handled it and that kind of also brings me into like you are one of the most like positive and like graceful people that I know and I know that that's not to like put that on you because I know that we all have our moments and things like that but I think that just watching you and the way that like you've handled things it's been really beautiful and so I want to know how have you kind of been so grounded and also like not only just externally but not losing yourself and your personality in the midst of such a huge social change because I know for me when I switched schools I would come home at like and I would tell my mom I'd be like I literally don't know who I was today like that was not Virginia but I don't it was who I thought they wanted like I, I think that's so difficult yeah I think this is a tough question because it was really hard to stay grounded um I am not traditionally a person that experiences a lot of self-consciousness. Um, 
I, I have a pretty bold personality. Um, I'm extremely friendly and outgoing and extroverted. And so this switch brought on some emotions that I had never experienced in my life. Um, so learning to cope with those was, it was hard because it was, those were things were very foreign. Um, for the first time in my life, I was really experiencing a lot of self-consciousness and like hypersensitivity to what people were thinking about me. Mm -hmm. Um, because I, I do have people pleasing tendencies and I think when we get uncomfortable is when those things come out and I was very out of my comfort zone. And so, yeah, I was like finding myself in positions where I'm like, oh my gosh, like, why did I just do that? Like, that's so not me. What, why? It's like, why am I seeking the approval of everyone else so hard right now? Um, so that was hard. And yeah, I think the pandemic plays a part in this, but I had a lot of social anxiety. Um, I think that one, I didn't know most of the people around and two, I had gone for months without seeing very many people. And so seeing all these new people was like, whoa, okay. Um, I got to learn how to like approach new people again and not like make a fool of myself. And yeah, um, it was hard because the first people I started hanging out with was my cross country team. Um, and I got there and I felt a great need to like prove myself and like show these people that I I'm fast. I'm, you know, whatever I was thinking that I was like, at the end of the day, like those, those things don't matter. These people, they're not going to care. They're going to care about whether or not I was kind to them. Like they're not going to care about all that stuff that I wanted to think that they did. And so it was really tough. Um, but in not losing myself, I think a few things were really important to me. One, I think my parents, I would not have been able to make the move as well as I think I ended up being able to without them. Um, they played a very key role in making sure that I was not losing myself and that I was kind of holding true to my core values um, amidst the crazy shuffle. Um, authenticity is something that's really important to me and um, it really matters to me. And so I had to learn what that looked like in the new situation, new environment that I was in. And my parents were um, so great to have in my corner reminding me you know, you're, you're there, your job is to be you and to not be anyone else. You have nothing to prove. You just need to, to do your job well. And doing your job means, you know, being kind to others. It means being a good example in positions where you need to be means, um, having integrity and doing a good job and just being yourself and not trying to worry about everyone else. Um, and whatever the things were that were going on at the time. And so, so that's one of the things that helped me keep, stay grounded. And then also my faith, um, was really big in this, my, it was, it was really hard for a long time. Um, wanting to, again, as I said, like just seeking so much approval, um, I really had to be reminded and I, I want to say that I was reminding myself, but I wasn't. Um, and that's why I needed my parents there to remind me that, Hey, like, I was in a bit of an identity crisis. I really was. And, um, I had to be reminded through the Bible and through my parents that my identity is not a runner. It's not an artist. It's not an IB student. Um, it's not in being a kind friend. My identity is really tied up in being a chosen child of God. And 
a daughter of the king. And I had to be reminded of that so many times as I was, you know, fighting with all these other things. Um, yeah, that was, that was a big, big thing for me this year. Yeah. I think that I so appreciate your like vulnerability and I just like hearing you talk with such eloquence and maturity. It's like, I, and I understand how hard some of that can be like mentally. It is one of the most draining times like switching schools in general, but I just, what you did, I think takes so much courage. And I'm really proud of you watching you and seeing you go through all this. And I said, we'd circle back around to art and we are, I was kind of wondering about how art, I mean, obviously I know that you said you had that, um, you know, like internal realization that maybe like you had to step away from some of that towards the end of the year, which is understandable. And I'm proud of you for doing that as well, because that takes a lot of maturity as well. But how has that kind of helped you stay grounded, helped you have some of your identity in the midst of all of this change um, and help you, yeah, like maintain some of that control like we talked about earlier? Yeah. Um, So one thing I just thought of, which I don't know, might seem a little weird, but um, as I said, when I switched schools, I was having experiencing a lot of emotions that I hadn't really experienced before with the fear and the anxiety. And I was just kind of a, a bit of an emotional roller coaster. And um, in my business, I, I wasn't really given that option because, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't really succumb to these emotions and just be like, a bit of a mess all the time. Like I didn't get that option. I was like, no, I like these people are counting on me. I got to get my work done. Um, I don't have the time and the energy to, to just cry all the time because I got to save my emotional energy for my job, you know? Um, and so that was really good to kind of, um, have that consistency and mm-hmm. to remind myself, okay, come on in and get it together. You got to focus and, um, just, you know, it also gave me something else to look to um, as I was having a hard time not having a ton of friends, not knowing what people are thinking is I was like, you know, I don't want to say escape because I don't know that I really was looking for an escape, but the art gave me another outlet, um, a different community where I wasn't like uncertain. You know, I had this art community that um, I was building with the help of others and that was consistent. So I think, yeah, the biggest thing was it, it was consistency, which was really great. I think that that's really, really cool. And I think that that is so important because I think when you get in that place mentally where, you know, you do just kind of want to lay around and like do nothing and cry all the time, it can be really hard to not do that. And I think so having something to kind of pull you out of that, I think is really, really cool. And then kind of looking towards the future and wrapping this all kind of together, I want to know where do you hope or think that your art will take you um, both within like yourself and just within the world and community around you? Yeah, Um, a few places. First off, I think, I don't know what I wanna do as like my career path in the future, Um, but illustration is really something I'm kicking around because as I said earlier, like children's books played a big part in my childhood and specifically the illustrations and that's something I always kind of come back to is just like it's they're my first love you know when it comes to art like that's what I really love doing is like using my imagination and creating pieces like that and so I think that would be something that I might really enjoy um and also I would love to kind of integrate my passion for running with my passion for art because I feel like right now um they're kind of there together 
Um, but I think this part of this is just comes down to my market. Like I don't, I don't market to a lot of other athletes, which I think is fine. And I think that there's a time and a place for marketing to athletes and marketing to non-athletes. And right now I'm mostly doing non-athletes, but I would love to kind of get them more together. And, um, yeah, that's something that I would love to do. Um, one of my big lofty goals, which I'm going to put this out there. And so people can hold me accountable if they want, is I would love to create, um, some running art and get it into places like Fleet Feet. Um, I think that would be super cool. And so, yeah, I would love to bring those things together. Um, I think it would be super special if I could be able to like continue growing Black Spawn Creatives, um, into more of like a full-time thing when I'm older. Um, but I think we'll just have to, just have to see what ends up happening. Yeah. I think that's so amazing. And like knowing you, I feel like if there's anybody I think could do that. I mean, especially with the fleet thing, I feel like it would be you. Um, I mean, just, you. just the light you know? that you are and like the, the energy that you bring, I think is so lovely. And I want to say thank you so much for coming on here today and for being so vulnerable. You are so special. Thank you, Virginia. You're the best. This yeah, is so fun. Oh, yes. I love, love, love doing this and especially having conversations with people like you is what makes it so fun. And thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Please like, subscribe and share and have a great day.